What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to give us a like if you can and share this with a friend. This month, we're going over the I am statements of Jesus. And when we study those, we will begin to discover who we are in light of who he is. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to VCast. Um, we are going to be continuing our series of I am. These are the I am statements that Jesus made. We know that Jesus said uh, before Abraham w- uh, was, I am, right? And then we talked about how he said, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. Um, I am the light of the world. And I am the way, the truth, and the life was another one of those statements, um, which we covered. Um, and so these I am statements compose eight I am statements that Jesus made. And each one of them really is in regard to a specific topic. We talked about bread. We talked about light. And today we're actually going to talk about shepherds. Jesus refers actually a lot to shepherds and sheep, and they play a very important role in our Judeo-Christian background. Because when we go into the Old Testament, the Old Testament is full of shepherds and sheep, right? (laughs) Um, So thinking about it right off the bat, bro, basically every patriarch was a shepherd. Like Abraham was a shepherd. He had sheep. His sons, Isaac, Isaac was a shepherd. His, his son, Jacob was a shepherd. Uh, Joseph uh, worked in the, with the flocks as well. Like it's, it's crazy to see that these were, this was a common theme throughout the old Testament. People just were shepherds. And those are very like leadership, leadership like people, right? Abraham, who's leading um, uh, the um, uh, basically a brand new people group into the land of Canaan, right? And he's creating this movement. Um, and uh, just like his son uh, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, they all are very prominent leader looking people because that's what you have to be when you're a shepherd. You're a leader. Um, that's actually another name for a pastor. Jacob, I think, had his family with him. Mm-hmm. He was traveling a lot with his family, his wives and mm-hmm. his whole family. Um, David, mm-hmm. a whole kingdom. Oh, yeah. David was a shepherd, mm-hmm. right? And then he became a king. Yeah, and that's that's where they found him, right? They came. That was a messed up story. It's like, oh, yeah, so, um, yeah, let me see if you got any sons. Show me all of your sons. And he lines up. Jesse lines up all of his kids and he goes, is this it? Is everybody? Eh, there's one more, but trust me, you don't want them. <laughs> like, geez. Oh, yeah, this was um, the prophet. Who was it? Saul? The prophet that got David. I know. Samuel or Saul? I think it might have been Samuel. Samuel. The prophet who got David was the one who would sleep on the tabernacle. Samuel. Yeah. Samuel. So it was Samuel. That's fire. That's not what we're talking about. That's but not what we're geez. talking about, though. But he would go in there and that he would lay his head against sleep. the against the tabernacle and fall asleep but that's a different discussion yeah we would love to get into it though yo i'm trying to be at that level though sleeping on the tabernacle sleeping in the holy of holies people used to be terrified walking in there (laughs) yeah this guy the the confidence man i don't know he wouldn't even have the the rope tied around his waist he would just walk in there and sleep oh yeah i remember hearing about that Mm -hmm. the that thing the rope 
rope. I rope it up. I mean, David too. He just went in there and got bread. But different discussions. That's facts too. Discussions. But he didn't go into holy of holies. He just went into the whole, the most holy place, to the holy place. Oh, he didn't go into where the. Oh, no, because he didn't go beyond the, the veil. Because the the ark of the covenant is in. The but holy still, of just holies. walking in there was. Yeah. It was funny because he was walking with people and he was like, yo, you guys hungry? Hold up. He walks into the temple, grabs bread from the presence, <laughs> the bread of the presence of God. He says, like, yo, man, just eat. Anyway. Um, yeah, shepherds. Um, oh, Moses was a shepherd. Mm-hmm. All of these people in the Old Testament were shepherds. Um, and so it's like, what was Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And so, and he's also says, I am the gate for the sheep. That was another one. Those are the two I am statements. That we're going to talk about today in saying that what is it about shepherds that jesus is trying to identify himself with for us the leader right he's he leads us he guides us <laughs> yep protection protection is one um because i know david would fight off lions and bears Correct. or something that is true like that mm-hmm. um, um provision provision and um I think the last one is inclusion. So let's talk. Let's talk about provision first. Um, uh, John ten seven says. So Jesus again said to them, "Truly, truly, I say to you." Um, and again, when you see the word "truly" appear twice, it's because he's trying to say, um, "I'm really need you to understand what I'm saying here." Um, he says, "I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the door." If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find what? Pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So, what does that mean for us here in 2021 today? That Jesus says, if you enter in, I'm the gate for the sheep, right? If anybody enters through me, they will come in and find pasture and that they will find life and not just life but life abundant Mm -hmm. so what what do you get from that um i like how he uses the thieves and robbers Mm -hmm. he's saying i am the gate for the sheep meaning i'm the only entrance Mm -hmm. many others will try and come in through another way a thief doesn't come through the front door right they come in they sneak in through the window the patio if you left it unlocked right they try and sneak their way in Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying that these were the people that came before me. Right. But if you want to get, when he says, just like how he says, um, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes yeah. to the Father but by me. Mm-hmm. There is no other way. Any other way is thieves, robbers, liars. They try and sneak their way in. Yeah. I am the only way. Right. So that's what I get from when Jesus uses that analogy with thieves and robbers and him being the gate. He's the yeah. doorway. That's a really good point. He's the only Door. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, that's why we talked about that last week when Jesus made the I am statement. I am the way, the truth, the life. He didn't say I am a way, a truth, a life. He says, no, I am the way. Um, and so in a similar fashion, he says, I am the door. I am the only door by which you may enter any other per- enter any, any, way, any other way and you're just a thief and a robber. But I like the word pasture too. Um, what, when I think of the word pasture, I think of a gigantic, enormous, perfectly mowed green lush grassy field which is a nightmare for me because i'm allergic to grass but you're allergic to grass yeah are you serious yeah if I i've l- known you for how long and i never knew that you were allergic to i'm grass. allergic to grass i'm allergic to florida 
like every kind of like pollen and stuff that's here but I, it's not that bad but but my my grass allergy i lay in grass for like two seconds bro i'm bro my whole arm turns red and my dog itchy. is allergic to grass i think oh yeah we should hang out sometime then yeah, me you, and your dog you used to get <laughs> like rashes yeah that's what i anyway get. anyway but yeah pasture <laughs> For uh, for a sheep is is the most beautiful. It's a big open space where they can get plenty of breathing space and plenty of room grazing. to run. They can go out grazing and eat and just enjoy life. You know, being stuck in a pen is no way to live. That's why they bring the sheep out into giant pastures because they can eat and be taken care of. It's an easy way to take care of yourself. You just here. I'm gonna give you everything. Just eat it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Is like if you come and enter in through me the gate i am the gate of the sheep you'll find pasture when you come through that gate on the other side pasture for you green lush fields um and then he says what that those who come to him they will have life and not just life an abundant life right and um when i think of abundant life um abundance man oh my gosh that's from an snl skit what is that uh saturday night live I don't watch this. He was like, affection. No, it means abundance. Anyway, uh, it was abundancia. It was like a restaurant or something. Anyway, um, but it, I don't even know why that popped in my head. But anyways, anybody who's watched Saturday Night Live, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but um, but yeah, so they, to have abundance means to have more than you actually need, right? Uh, like you don't just have life, but you have an excessively great life. Right. That's the life that Jesus offers. It's it's an abundance of everything you'll ever need. And that's why Jesus identifies himself as a shepherd. Why? Because I'm going to give you provision. I'm going to take care of you and make sure that you have everything you need. Right. Mm -hmm. What else? Um, we have Matthew 5, 11, 28. Um, and it says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rested for your souls. Mm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Did I put the wrong scripture there? It works. What did you write? I put Matthew eleven twenty eight. Oh, you said yeah. I thought you said Matthew five. No, eleven twenty eight. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Bad. Yo, I'm tripping. We so almost, Matthew eleven twenty eight. No huh? kidding. We almost had to restart the. Now we got to no, restart. No, yeah. I was oh, like, okay. yo, I thought I put the wrong scripture. No, Matthew. Okay, yeah, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah yeah. That's a great scripture, bro. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, but yeah, because basically what he's saying is like, uh, listen, I'm going to I'm going to give rest for your soul. Yeah. Like coming to Jesus means rest. Coming to Jesus means that that you can. And, and what are we resting from? I think that's a really good question. Rest from what? Um, from just the. Uh because when you have Jesus in your life, everything else seems sort of irrational, right? Mm -hmm. Like fear is irrational when mm. you have Jesus, right? Because you would think that these are rational things. It's good to be scared. But when it comes to like the Bible, the Bible says well, you shouldn't fear. Mm. Right? Don't be scared. It's irrational when you have God. Everything else becomes so irrational. Yeah. All these worries, all these stresses, it's irrational when you mm. have Jesus because he is that, that peace and that joy. So when he says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light, there's no stress. Mm. You're free from that. You know what you may you know what it made me think of? It made me think of what one something you brought up in the, one of the other podcasts. 
the burden of the Pharisees that they would lay on people but would not lift with a single uh, finger. The idea of like this concept of having to work your way to God Mm. and having to please God with what you do. Um, And he says, listen, come to me and you'll find rest from that burden of trying to, you know, follow you know, like the commands and, and trying to live by the law. Um, and I think Jesus was trying to put, not a put, he wasn't trying to get rid of the law, but he was trying to do is fulfill that law. And so for me, it felt like Jesus was saying, yo, like, I know you want to try to do this on your own, but come find rest in me because we're better together. I am a good shepherd that will take care of my sheep. And if you're feeling heavy and weighted by your sin and by the burdens of life, lay those on me take my yoke because a yoke is that little device that hooks up two oxen right and and what basically what's happening is that we've been yoked together with sin and sin does nothing for us <laughs> so imagine um imagine that you were an ox and you were yoked up and then you were yoked up to a dead ox the yeah. two of you should be capable to pull the load but now not only are you pulling this load by yourself but you're also pulling a dead body with you that's the image of us trying to make it on our own without Jesus. And Jesus is saying the complete opposite. There's a verse that Paul talks about where he says that anybody who would be put under the law of works is cursed. Yeah. Right. To fulfill the whole thing. Yeah. And when you think of Jesus, what was his penalty for death? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Jesus took on that burden of the law of works. Mm-hmm. He completed it so that we wouldn't have to complete it. So was Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus was cursed in a way yeah he was and he fully accepted that yeah and he said i will fulfill this work because anybody who's put under the law of works is cursed right and he was paid with his works with death Mm -hmm. and he took on that so when he says that his yoke is easy it's that we're free from works because he completed it all for us we're free from the curse because he put the curse on himself Mm -hmm. which is oh my that's so crazy man it is it's insane and that's why the bible says don't yoke yourself with unbelievers Mm -hmm. is it just gonna drag you down you know Um, bad company corrupts good morals that's somewhere in Colossians. Or Absolutely. Somewhere. Somewhere in there. Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in there. But Paul you know, says like when I when I can't quote chapter and verse, I don't feel so bad knowing that the original Bible had literally no chapter and verse. Yeah, it makes me like I'm just reading it like the original would be. Yeah, exactly. It's somewhere. In I think knowing the book at least helps. Yeah, but I, that sometimes I don't even know sometimes the book, I don't though. even know the yeah, book, yeah. but I know it's there. I know it's there. Yeah. It's like, yo, just Google it. We just need fact checkers. Mm-hmm. It's like, sorry, this podcast was taken down because it's heretical. it was heresy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so God, um, as a good shepherd, Jesus assures us provision. He's going to take care of our every need and provide us rest. Um, but he also provides assured protection, mm-hmm. right? Um, what's the next uh, verse we have? We have John. We have two verses that we're going to use for this. Right now we have John 10, 11. And this is where his I am statement comes in. He says, I am the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them up and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me. And I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. So, um, one thing that you and I sort of thought of 
which I know that you were bringing it up and then it helped me to kind of get it was like false teachers. Yeah. Right? You have a hired hand and he's there to, he's just hired. He's getting paid yeah. for this. So he's just in it for the money, mm-hmm. right? He's just in it for the benefits of guarding the sheep. He doesn't really care about the sheep. He's right. just here because he's getting paid for it. And the second that any harm comes, he flees. Yeah. And he runs away. He's like, I don't get paid enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get paid enough to put my life on the line for the sheep. Right. But the difference between the hired hand and the good shepherd is the good shepherd, he's not getting... I mean, this is how shepherds back then would make their money. But this is my pride and joy, and I'm going to die for it, right? Right. There's, so there's the difference there. One is just in it for the money, for the benefits. The other one is trying to protect what is his one of them succumbs to the wolf the other takes it out Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i think that jesus is good like that too man like jesus protects us from the lies of the enemy he protects us from uh the lies of people who don't really care for for us because that's the thing at the end of the day sometimes we entrust ourselves to mortal men and don't realize that these people don't really care for us the way jesus does um and so we should never call anybody really we should never trust anybody as our shepherd more than we trust jesus Mm -hmm. jesus is our good shepherd and there are people who take the role of shepherd but again they're not perfect you know i operate in the role of a shepherd but i'm not a perfect person and i don't have it all together and and there are times where i fail as a shepherd you know but I know that I, I myself as a shepherd have my own shepherd who shepherds me as well. Because at the end of the day, everybody looks to me as a shepherd, but sometimes forget I'm a sheep. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That hit deep, man. <laughs> I think I want to cry. Anyway, read anyway, that other one because that one's ridiculous. This one, is, um, <laughs> this one is sort of explains exactly what a shepherd needs to be but isn't. So this is what a bad shepherd looks like right. is what this verse is. Um, it's Ezekiel 34, verses 2 through 4. And it says, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So this is explaining the complete opposite of who Jesus is. He's talking to these shepherds, and these shepherds suck. Right. These these shepherds are trash. eat the fat off the wolves, but you don't feed the hungry. Right. You... Um, you don't seek after the lost. You don't bring them back. When the sheep yeah. leave, you don't care. You just let them go. Yeah. But what is G- when um, Jesus leaves the 99 for the one, he seeks after just the one yeah. that's gone. So when Jesus calls himself the good shepherd, he's the complete opposite of what's being described in Ezekiel 34. Yeah, and, and in a way is the prophetic anti-bad shepherd. Double negative. Anti-anti-Christ. <laughs> he's, he's Christ. He is the Christ. Like, he's the Messiah. Um, th- this is whom Isaiah prophesied when Isaiah said that one day he will t- come and tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he cares for sheep. You know, he cares for his sheep. 
uh, he cares for his sheep in such a way that he's willing to put his life on the line for them. And is that not, is that not Jesus who puts himself on a cross for the sheep, you know, that, that even some would just still wander away even after the great sacrifice he made for them. You imagine that, that you're out there fighting lions and wolves and bears and all kinds of creatures to save your sheep. And then when you look behind you, your sheep just wandered off again. We don't want to be a sheep like that. We want to make sure that we're loyal to um, our shepherd because he's too good for that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we, we uh, should be following him. Um, and the last one was assured inclusion. Um, assured inclusion. Um, so he, <laughs> I was going to say he protect, he attack, he multiply snack. Um, he literally, <laughs> he do- I saw a t-shirt. <laughs> of that um he does do all of those things but yeah he he gives us he gives us provision he gives us protection and then he gives us inclusion right um verse uh john chapter 10 verse 16 he says and i have other sheep that are not in this fold i must bring them also and they will listen to my voice so there will be one flock with one shepherd for this reason the father loves me because i lay my down i lay down my life that i may take it up again resurrection no one takes it from me but i lay it down on my own accord i have the authority to lay it down and i have authority to take it up again this chain this charge i have received from my father and so what he's saying is that not only he's a good shepherd in the sense that anybody's welcome into his fold even people who are not his sheep he says hey listen i know you're not typically you're not technically one of my sheep but you're welcome this is what he did with the syrophoenician woman right i didn't come to give the children's bread to dogs right Uh, i came for the lost sheep of israel right he didn't come for you but then she says, yeah, but even dogs eat the scraps off the master's table. And he says, welcome to the family, right? This is the nature, the very nature of the good shepherd Jesus to bring people in. Listen, I don't care what you've done, who you are, where you've been. I don't care. Where. There's a song about that. But like nothing that you are, that, that has happened in your life matters. All that you need to know is that you are included in the fold of the good shepherd. Yeah, just to bring it back to our last podcast, to the last series, missions. Um, Jesus says, "Go and make disciples of." Uh, Jesus says, "Go and make disciples of ta ethne, mm-hmm. all people groups." All ethne. So mm-hmm. go and bring all the people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that inclusion yeah. again. So. The um, the parable of the great banquet, right? He invites people. They were just actually doing this in our in our children's church, the chapel that they have. And they were talking about the great banquet. And they did a really cool illustration of this girl. And she's giving out birthday party um, uh, invites to like kids. And they're like, nah, I don't want to go to your Why would I want to go to your party? And some of them were like, ah, I can't make it. And the kid's like, don't you have a birthday? And they're like, just like, shh. Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, that was messed up. And like, all these kids are just making excuses of why they can't come to this girl's birthday. And then the mom tells her, hey, listen, I told you to invite everybody, right? So go and find the kids that maybe aren't as popular. Find the kids who maybe don't have somebody that has, you know, don't maybe they're the lonely kids. And so the kid goes out and gives out the birthday invites and all the kids start coming to her party and she has a great time. That's the parable, the great banquet. That was the way they oh, illustrated the it. Mm-hmm. And the king sends out invites. Oh, okay. I was about to say, yeah. I was like, isn't it's there like, a that parable that's just mm-hmm. like that? That was the illustration yeah, was of that exact parable. He yeah. sends out invites. They're not worthy. But what does he say? Go out into the streets. Find the homeless. Find the sick. Find the people that are utterly rejected and bring them in. 
and I will clothe them in my white robes of righteousness, right? Like that's that's kind of the, the illustration he gives. He gives them all wed um, uh, the wedding feast garments and things like that. Um, really, really cool, man. Jesus is so inclusive and he welcomes people into his fold and he will care for those who enter into his fold and that he will always provide it. He may not get everything you want, but you'll always have what you need when you're with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, um, why do you call me good? None is good except God. And then he goes and says, I am the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. So I am the good shepherd. There's none good, but God, God. and Jesus is good. <laughs> God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone, everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys on the next episode.